Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. What up, Charity? Hi, Mark. I feel like I haven't seen you for weeks. It has been weeks. And then as soon as you come in, I'm like, cut my hair. Cut my hair, biatch. Because the last time we recorded, we were running late, so you didn't cut my hair and ended up doing, we missed a week. And now it's just like, I I, I looked like, you know, ridiculous long hair and it was gross. Not anymore, guys. He just needs to trim his beard. Yeah, the beard is a a little out of control. Kristen will actually look at me and say, hey, how's that beard coming? I'm like, pretty good. She's like, oh, going to cut it maybe soon. Like, yeah, nah, not really. Yeah. But I tell you what, so just got done watching. We had to record a little bit later on Sunday because I just got done watching the Bills get spanked. That was great. Now watch the Bengals get destroyed next week and I'll be devastated. Aww. Oh, well, oh. Uh, other than that, what, what, what's what been in the news lately? I don't know. Oh, like, I don't know, Mark. What has been in the news lately? So apparently... There's been a lot of things in the news. Yeah, The creeps have been... I will say before we get into what the first thing we're going to talk about, the creeps had sent me um, some news things that I am definitely going to talk about in this episode. Oh, 100%. Current stuff. So. We love that. So first, so there is the 39-year-old mother of three that has went missing from Cohasset, Massachusetts. That's kind of local to us. Um, and if you watch the the story and the news where they're bringing this total douchebag out of the oh police God. department and that smile on his, his face. smile. Brian Walsh, 47, is is his name, you know, his name and age. And the guy is a total, total douchebag. Yep. And they just did announce that they believe that his wife, Anna, has now confirmed that she's passed away from the evidence that they found. Ugh. I don't want to get too much into it right here. Yeah. But I, mean- I do think that me and you need to do this as a case in the next couple weeks. 100%. Absolutely. Yes. As soon as we have more information. Yeah. Right now we're just in the the nervous stage because it doesn't feel like there's a lot of information out there. Right. But like, like we've said before, they have to hold on to that evidence. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you, what's weird is the amount of stuff that I'm seeing from the district attorney office that has been, you know, quote unquote leaked. Okay. That makes me nervous because that usually means kind of like the same as what we're going to talk about the next is mm-hmm. we're trying to trying to build up good penance in your mind because Correct. they don't have as much evidence as they think they probably do. Right. Um, it's sad. It, it's horrible. Just the look on that guy's face makes me want to punch him. So She was a beautiful, successful yep. woman, mother. Even if she wasn't, it's horrible. I agree. It doesn't matter that she is those things, but just the fact that even somebody who is that you know, you think is that super smart and whatever has yeah. this dirt bag for a husband 
who she probably didn't realize was a dirtbag for a long time. And I'm sorry, but if you look at him and look at her. I said the same thing. Like, Not that that matters, I, you know, but it I. It does matter because people look at Kristen and look at me all the time and ask her what the heck she's doing. No, they, guys, so that's it was a like, lie. It's like, come on here. I speak only the truth, Terry. Listen, Mark, now that your hair is cut and you're going to trim your beard, that'll be a different story. We get done, and Charity says, do you want to go peek at the mirror and see if you like it? What do no. I always say to you? No. I'm like, even if I don't, what are you going to do? Put the hair back on? Like, yep. I grew up having my hair shaved, like, fairly short. So, all right, I'm going to put my camera on. Let me see. Looks well, good, right? It looks good. I'm yeah. going longer on the top now, which I really like. Yeah, I'll give you a nice little fade on the sides and back. You know, I'm in my mid-40s, so I figured it was time to stop having, you know, that's, I had this spiked up hair in the front for the longest time, and then I'm like, I've gotten really fat, so it looks weird. Stop. People will see that, and they, they're like, the only thing Mark's missing is frosted tips at this point. Oh, let's frost your tips, Mark. I, every time Kristen <laughs> and funny. I watch Guy you know, Fietti on TV, I always say, I'm like, I'm frosting my tips, and she's like, I will leave you. He, does, he doesn't have frosted tips. He has a whole head bleached. He has a frosted head. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious, but I always say that to her. And she always gets super like, I don't think so. We should just do it. So I want to play some audio for you. Let's just roll right in. Oh, okay. I have I'm this ready. audio clip that I want to play because it's going to lead into what I want to talk about next. Are you okay, ready? Okay, I'm, I'm ready if the creeps are ready. Let's roll it. Do it. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. How did a real bullet get on I, that I, set? I have no idea. Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. You said you're not a victim, but is this the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I think back and I think of what could I have done. All right, let's just let that marinate there for a minute. All right, so... Alec Baldwin was charged with involuntary manslaughter. He was, yep. Along with Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who is the armorer, and then another individual we'll discuss a little bit yes, more. Yes, we will. Um, so I've been doing a lot of deep dive research on this. We covered the Helena Hutchins case right after it happened, so we're fairly familiar with a lot of the stuff that went on. Yes. And I look at things a little differently, maybe, and I might upset a couple of you creeps. So if I do, please forgive me, and hopefully there's enough good that I've done that you can see what I'm trying to say. Mark is just sharing his opinion. Well, not only that, but like we need to look at things from oh, more than one sides. direction. All sides. Yeah. So as soon as this happened on the news, I was watching it with Kristen and she looks at me and says, good. He should have known that gun had bullets in it. And I looked at her and I was like, huh. So I did what I do and I dig in. Right. And I said, why? She's like, well, because he should have. So then I went and I threw on a war movie. And I said, let's watch five minutes of this. And we did. And these guys had AK-47s and all these other guns, and they're shooting them at each other and pointing them at each other and all of this stuff. And I said, you're telling me that every single person on that set knows what blanks are and what they aren't and how to really check a gun to see if it's you know got real bullets in it? Right. And she's like, well, no, that's different. I'm like, eh, it's really not. Right. Like Alec Baldwin, you know, as much as I can't stand the douchebag, he's still an actor who probably doesn't know much about guns. Right. I mean, I, I wouldn't know the difference of what they look like. So I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve something. Right. But this is this is a reach. So let's let's talk because you and I 
talked a little bit beforehand. Yeah. And I only saw one side of this situation, and you have researched the other side. So that was me I, smacking the microphone, yeah, guys. Sorry. That was, that was Mark. Just that was Mark seat. doing a charity move there. Hey. So I watched um, the prosecutors, his prosecutors, be interviewed by somebody. Yep. And they said, in the reason that they're going after him, one of the reasons is that he went on national television and said that he did not pull that trigger. He would never pull that trigger. Like we just heard, we just heard the clip. Yeah. And they said that that was a complete lie because the FBI did that full workup on the gun and said that the trigger was absolutely pulled. And so that w- that's their way of looking at it. But right, you, let me, you looked into I look at it the differently. defense side, right? And let me glass house this for you too. Okay. So I'm just going to throw something out there. When your child was born, it was a very traumatic, good event for you. Right. But you're, you, you had a bunch of things going on. So if I asked you straight in the face, do you remember saying this one word right, during the situation? You're right. Any traumatic. I agree. That's true. That's true. I may or may not. Yeah. I might be like, that sounds like something I would say. Right. Maybe I said it, right. but I don't know. So was it in bad taste of him to do that interview? Absolutely. Oh, but, 100%. He should have shut his mouth. Right. And let the investigation take place. That was the joke that we were saying amongst ourselves Absolutely. for weeks. Like this dude doesn't just, know when to shut up. Just be up. quiet and let it, let it be investigated. I mean, SAG and AFTRA is coming to his defense. And, okay. You know, that's the Screen Actor Guild. And those are the people that, you know, run the unions for them. They're coming to his defense because it's, you know... <sighs> As much as I hate to say it, what does Alec Baldwin know about a gun? Nothing. So probably. let's look here, too. So now they also charged the armor, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. Yep. So I've done some digging in on her. She wasn't even at the set in that general vicinity when this happened. Didn't she tell them, we talked about this before, to let her know and she'd come check the gun before? She would come check it. And they never called her. Correct. Yep. Okay. So... In my eyes, it's hard because we have hindsight. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't, right. Um, and people that say, I'm going to put this right out there and probably pee off a bunch of you. I might at be the, one of them. At the end of the day, <laughs> we all sit and look on from top of our you know, glass houses. Oh, of course. On top right? of hindsight yeah. mountain and say, this should have never happened. We had the luxury of doing that, right? Do you know how many times a day I put myself in a dangerous situation? I'm sure. That I could hurt myself or somebody else? Yeah. We all do. We all do. Yeah. Definitely. Because we all think it's not going to happen to us True. until it does. Mm-hmm. What's the thing we hear all the time? It, we, nobody ever thought it would happen in East Podunk, little small town in wherever. It's very But that's true. where it happens. I agree, 100%. Okay, so the guy that I personally feel like has the most at fault here is a guy named David Halls. I agree with you. He has the most at fault. He was the assistant director, director of the film. Um, he's the one who actually handed Baldwin the gun before the fatal shooting. Guess whose job that's not? It's, it's not, not his. his. That gun was never supposed to be handed until Hannah Gutierrez-Reed cleared it. Just because she set it out does not mean that she was done with it. True. She could have come and rechecked that gun. And saw that there was a live we live round in it. So unfortunately, from everything that I'm gathering, a decision was made on set between Alec Baldwin, David Halls, Souza, and Helena Hutchins to practice this draw pull to see what it would look like on film. Right. They did this without the armorer there. Right. 
and I'm not victim blaming. It's horrible that Helena Hutchins has lost her life, but she was also part of the decision to do this. Right. Do you know who is not part of this decision? Hannah Gutierrez Reed. Right. Who's now low person on the totem pole because David Halls pled guilty in a plea agreement to negligent use of a deadly weapon for six months of probation. And now he's he is now going to be, you know, state's witness against Alec Baldwin and the armorer. Yeah, he is. So the guy who actually handed a loaded weapon to an actor who didn't know anything about it is now got free with six months Can of I probation. Can I play devil's advocate for one second? I, I want you to. So. I don't think, Charity, that I'm just right. No, no, like, I'm, I know. We're all entitled to an opinion. And so, mine's as good as nothing, I usually. think that's bull, you know what, that he only got six months probation. Yes. Um, do I think he should go to, do I think he did it on purpose? Absolutely not. He he made that decision purposefully, but he, of course, didn't think that was going to be the outcome. No one would. All right, I'm going to stop you there for a second. Do you know who I think should go to jail? Who? Nobody. Right. Because at the end of the day, sometimes in this world, accidents truly happen. Yes. And I'm not making excuses for anybody on the set. Negligence was made by numerous parties, including parties that were shot. I agree. Both of them. Yeah. They were all privy to these decisions. So like I was saying before, I put myself in a situation all the time where I could injure myself, kill myself, kill others, other people. We all do. Right. We make dumb moves when we're driving. We do stuff. We pull out in front of people where we think we have enough time. What happens? All right. So say, for instance, I take off across the road and I unfortunately miscalculate it, but I get hit by a drunk driver. Yeah. Now that guy is now on the hook for me being a dumbass and pulling in front of him. Right. Should he have been drunk on the road? No. Would he have hit and killed me if I wasn't negligent? No. Right. I bear some responsibility. These people all bear responsibility. It's horrible right. that she has lost her life. It's horrible that her husband doesn't have her anymore. It's horrible that she's not going to raise her child. And it's horrible. Uh, but sometimes things are just big mistakes. And I agree with you on that. Um a lot of people are probably not, and I'm sorry if you don't. We can have a dialogue. Here's my thing with with listening to some of the information out there. was Has been said that Alec has been director many times. Alec was a producer on the set. Yep. Alec was also, just like the assistant directors, was aware of the safety problems on the set. And... I think that's where he could have some, I don't know, they might have a case with this. I don't know. And and listening to them, they said he could face a minimum of five years in prison. I honestly think everybody will either plea out or it will be almost a nothing. Yeah. This is a publicity, big stunt by this DA to better themselves. Probably. That is my opinion. Probably. If this was more in a spot, if this happened in California, this would never have happened. If this happened in New York, it would never happen. I believe something has to be done for the people that were involved. Like six months probation. Okay. That, That guy, though, if you look at his history... He has a long history of Go punch his issues. name into Google, guys. his name guys. into Google. And I read up on that, and I was like, oh, my. He knew. He just doesn't take safety to his first concern. And safety should always be the first concern to anybody. Well, I mean, if the district attorney was really worried about making people be responsible for it, then he wouldn't give the guy who handled the loaded gun, who did not have any authority to do so, right. was never supposed to touch that gun, was right. not even supposed to put his finger on it. 
but he did. He did. But so that guy got six months probation. And now out. Alec Baldwin and Hannah Gutierrez Reed, who wasn't even there when the shooting happened. Right. Is they're they're now facing 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 sorry facing <laughs> he's getting worked up guys negligent homicide. Did this does it have you does it say what they said about her? Are they are they saying it's because she's the one who put the ammo inside? She of the should gun? have never done any of the stuff they said that she did. Okay, so I mean it's all a it is what it is. It, it's a publicity case. Yeah. It stinks. Alec Baldwin is a person that lots of people hate, so it's a name that gonna get you famous, right? No, I'm the district attorney who, you know, found Alec Baldwin guilty of negligent homicide. That's right. a career ladder move right there. I yeah, I know. And do you know what else? What do you, what normally happens during investigations? District attorneys don't talk about stuff that's going on and they haven't shut up. That's true. That's all they've done is they've talk about it. They've been on every it. every single Yeah. They because have, they're everywhere. At the end of the day, if you don't have a very good case, it's really a good idea to run your mouth about it and fill people full of what you think of they should know. Of what you want people to, right, to hear coming from your mouth. Right? Good way to pollute the uh, f- uh, former, you know, future jury pool, in my opinion. So let me ask you this. Do you think, you, so what you're saying is you don't think that either of these will actually go to a trial. You think there'll be a plea. They're, they'll try to plea them out. That way they can say they were right. Yep. And move on. Or if it does, it will they'll be found not guilty or there'll be something minimal. Basically, we're just going to burn up a, an S load of taxpayer money for no reason. That's my honest opinion. And I hate saying it that I way because I don't mean to be insensitive because right. I am heartbroken for what happened to oh, me too. Helena Hutchins. My God. I am. You would never, ever. Was don't that... mind my text messages coming that through, guys. That was loud. That was. Well, so it comes through on my iMac. When oh, we that's sometimes. why. Because that was, that was actually pretty loud in my ear. Sorry, creeps. Yeah. Oh, well, stuff happens. Oh, Mark well. has other people texting him. We're back, guys. Yes, welcome to our our fun. I'll tell you, I, if I upset anybody, I do apologize because I don't mean to sound like I don't care. Listen, we're all about I our do. we're all about our opinions. I value everyone's opinion. Everyone's opinion, not everyone is going to always agree with us. Or, or we don't as you guys know, we don't always agree with each other. Oh, we and you. Oh, when it comes to uh Passion oh crimes. my god, passion crimes. I want to throw it. stuff at you. He it does. Makes he, me so mad. He literally wants to throw things at me, but guess what? He never would. So You know what I'll never throw at her? That's what she said. My That's button. What she said. So I do have the W2TF button in the other I room. I love that. So that sits in my living room. So I never even thought of it this way. So somebody came to my house today. So me and Kristen got rid of our big couch. We've talked about this, and so we got recliners. So somebody came in and looked at us and says, how are you enjoying your Joey and Chandler recliner, recliners? And I was oh like, oh, my God, totally. Oh, my God. I never thought of that. Totally. We sit side by side and look at the TV. I love that. And then I had my little WTF button that I hit. And she still didn't know what it was. So I was hitting it. It was like, what the? Woo! Woo! And it's awesome. I love that button. That is awesome. All right. I need to get all of that douchey case off of me because I am still, like I said, I am heartbroken about what happened. None of it. None of that case is good. It's horrible, but I got two people like the Mark commercial update. I have two commercials now that I am hot on the heels of that I need to fill charity in on. Oh. Because I like them in a way, but they drive me nuts. So there's this new commercial. It's done by, I believe it's a T-Mobile. It's an Xfinity commercial, but making fun of T-Mobile. Right. So T-Mobile offers home internet service. So it's got this family. This guy's like, oh, I switched my family to 
T-Mobile and now phone calls come first and I'm second and this and that. So you hear this lady, his wife is trying to work and she's, you hear them glitching out like, it's chanting it. And the husband goes running out and starts yelling at this group of exercising old ladies that are coming by. And he's like, you're supposed to put it on airplane mode when you come here. And the, his wife goes, I'm trying to work. And now here's the funny part. Like they turned it into a skanky slutty commercial. They have these old grannies and they're like, work it, girl. I'm working it too. Oh Ooh, doggy. Uh, work, work, work. I don't know. And they're shaking it. it. And I every time this commercial comes on, I'm like, this is unbelievable. Oh, I've never seen that one. It's like ridiculous. All right. So next commercial, the Geico one. I love the Geico commercials, guys. So this one, they're in they're I at a want meeting. him as a pet. Can you get me him as a pet, Mark? If I got you a Geico, it would probably murder your entire family. No. And it would be snuggly and stuff. You buy him the little jacket like it's I would, in the other I would totally Geico dress commercial. him up and make sure I would want him to Oh my talk. God, you really would. I would. Oh, you would. Hey, or I would knit a crochet something for him. <laughs> that makes me laugh because another one of my Geico ones where he's like, I brought you some of my mother's biscuits. The guy's like, oh. ni- ni- nice, uh, nice cookies. Like, love biscuits. What's the secret recipe? And I, I, I want to. My Hit mom, that guy in my the mother head. made them. Yeah, sure. Not Megan. There, he's like, dude, shut up. Yeah, I can't tell you. So, but the one that I'm talking about is they're in the middle of a meeting, and then this guy starts this talking, one. and then he's like, "Oh, it's so and so here," and it's just silence. And then Geico starts to talk, and she starts, "Sorry, I was on mute." <laughs> and then notices, and now they start playing that. Ready, Cherry? Start saying something. Uh, Cherry's yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, that, that's it. Yep. <laughs> Keep going. Charity's so, wicked awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would talk over each so other. So much more awesome than Mark. And it would drive me nuts because <laughs> I've been involved in these telephone calls where people are like, I just want to throw the phone out the window. I know. I hate that. So, Creeps, we took a week off. We had a, some real-life stuff happen, so we didn't have time to get in record. So Charity had a bunch of what she calls cool stuff that was sent to her. So I want to hear it. I, I want to hear what gets sent to you. Okay, it's a it's a it's a compilation. It's a, of it's things. A, it's a it's 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 a oh it's like I'm one of those DJ people on the little. It's 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 a. So, oh, I'm gonna steal it first then, real quick. So okay. we got tagged in something from Centralia, and then somebody said we should all oh, go. Yes, one hundred percent. I Centralia is on my list of places that I want to go. Aren't you gonna be a scaredy cat? Centralia, the the scary part of it is very minimal of anything. Centralia, do you know what it what it is and what it's about? No. What its claim to fame is? I just know it's haunted. That barely even I don't even care. What? Back in the fifties, they were burning trash at the town dump, and somehow they lit a vein on fire, and it went underground into the mines, Ugh. and it's been burning down there for like seventy years. It's still it, burning. It's still burning to this day. Um, they actually ended up having to buy everybody out of their houses and move them out of the area because the ground is collapsed and oh my god, everything is hot underneath. And you have that road that that they've now somebody's bought this road and closed it off, but it used to have it was like a main road, like you go down to Main Street, it would have been like that, but it's been all covered in graffiti over the years and it's super cool. But now you can't go on it because it's trespassing. Oh, but there's the old church in Centralia that that is on my list. If people really wanted to do something like that. Mark is game. All right. Because I, I am taking off. I get, oh, you want to hear something cool? Yeah. Going to my first Daytona 500. No way. Yes, I'm super excited. That's so cool. Guess how much it's costing me? Zero. Nothing. Amazing. 
So part of my other job, people know I do a lot of stuff for racing. Um, there's a, a class that NASCAR is putting on down at Speed Weeks that I have to attend. It's mandatory. Really? So You're so official, Mark. I am. So I get to go, and I have like full access to the entire place for the entire week. I'm going to be gone the entire week. I'm so excited. That is so exciting. I'm very happy for you. My first Speed Weeks, and I'm super Super excited. So going to get that nerdiness off. I know a lot of people on here can't stand racing. So now back to whatever your creepy boy sent in. So first off, I just got this from Tim Macklem today. We had confirmed that the missing person he had sent us, Michael McKinney, uh, that his remains were found. So he sent me a message that said they just posted this after I thought they said it was confirmed already. I'm confused. So basically all it says is... Um, hi, everyone. Just wanted to send an update. This is uh, Brenda. We still have no answers on if this person is or is not Michael. We know um, uh, it's heartbreaking that it takes DNA so long. So they're pretty sure it is. They don't know for a fact. So I just wanted to like update that because he just got this update as well. So. I find it still so insane to me that DNA results and stuff takes as long as it does. Right what the backlog is. I mean, these people work, as far as I know, people work at least eight hours a day, five days a week. Can we not work on backlog people? Can we not start doing stuff? Can we hire maybe half of the crew to go through cases that are backlogged? Because you know what? Those cases could provide DNA to stuff that's happening now. Yeah, actually, I have an upcoming case that I already have finished, and it's two cases of missing people that have never been found. And they probably could be if we had current uh, DNA. Yeah. So that's coming up in the next few weeks, guys. Mark's on his high horse over here. I'm sorry. Oh, he is? I I just get angry because what are we doing? When the whole world was shut down for two years and there wasn't a lot of crime happening, maybe we should have worked on freaking backlog and getting stuff done. I know. Not, nobody cares anymore. It's it's easier to bitch, whine, and complain about the problem than to actually fix the problem. Right. All right. I'm going to shut up now. I'm right. fiery. He's fiery today, guys. All the people who are like, uh, who are cold case workers are like, no, Mark, we're working our butts off. We don't have enough manpower. I get it. Yeah. That's not them. It's the government agencies that don't seem to really care about what's going on in yeah. real life. Um, I'm going to start out with um, Crystal Case Warfield. She yep. sent me this today. It's a... Um, a news thing that is probably going to infuriate lots of people. Okay. So um, this was Salt Lake City, a Utah man who fatally shot his wife, her mother and their five kids before turning the gun on himself had been investigated two years prior for child abuse. Oh, great. But local police and prosecutors decided not to criminally charge him. New records released Tuesday show. Police records obtained by the Associated Press shed light on warning signs and a previous police investigation into a violent pattern of behavior Michael Hayat exhibited towards his family. Authorities said they were aware of previous problems in the home but did, didn't elaborate during a news conference following the January 4th killings in the small town of Enoch in Enoch, citing an ongoing investigation. In a 2020 interview with authorities, Macy Hayat, the family's eldest daughter, detailed multiple assaults, including one where she was choked by her father and said very afraid that he was going to keep her from breathing and kill her. 
The child abuse invest investigation followed an August 27, 2020 police call from a person who was not a family member reporting potential child abuse. Okay, so someone saw something yep. and said something. Macy, then 14, told investigators that her father's violence started in 2017 and had included choking and shaking, including a recent episode in which he grabbed her by the shoulders and banged her into a wooden piece along the back of the couch. Two years later, police found eight bodies at the family's home, including Macy's. The murder-suicide rocked Enoch, an 8,000-person southern Utah home on the outskirts of Cedar City where neighbors and members of the local church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints described the hates as a loving family. So this could have been prevented, it looks like, Mark. It could have. Yeah. How, 100%. What do, what do we think of this? This this really, uh, really... Here's, all right, so here's the problem. Where was the breakdown? Did she maybe say, don't prosecute him because I love him? Because, you know, that happens a lot in cases where people are beaten and they're afraid. Maybe. Or did the cops say there's not enough stuff here? We need more information. We do. Definitely 100%. Um, usually nowadays, if it's anything that rises to the level of any sort of domestic abuse, whether it be male on male, male on female, male on you know, female on female, whatever it is, right. it doesn't matter. Usually you cannot decline to prosecute now. Usually it's up for up to the prosecutor and the cops to take somebody to jail. Yep. At all that's just the way that was what so that's basically what's been happening with the Gabby Petito stuff. If you follow, that's why that police department, even though we think see, this is the problem. We think they did a good job by trying to keep these people together and not send someone to jail, cause a hardship right. for them. But we have hindsight that we could look at that. He's eventually going to kill her. Right. They didn't have, they that. didn't have that. They were trying to keep the peace here. They were trying to not cost people money. They were trying not to put people in jail. Right. They were, and they gave her every opportunity and him. They did. To do something. And you know, this is like I'm saying, so we can look back now and say, Oh, they should have put him in jail, but Should've we don't know. The, the situation. situation. Yeah. It just stinks. You're right. Hindsight. You look back yes. and like, what the heck? Somebody actually saw something, said something. I need foresight. They came in and, what's that? That's where I see things before they happen. I just remembered what we need to talk about that happened funny. Oh, no. What is it? I don't remember, so fill Your me blinds. in. blinds. <laughs> they make the room look bigger. Okay, so <laughs> we. <laughs> so. I'm such a 12-year-old boy. All right, this is this is a good little haha, funny haha. I just remembered it. I don't know why. So we slightly halfway like redid the living room. We didn't like do anything major. We bought chairs, got rid of stuff, and then we have this big picture window in the front of my house, and it's had these since I moved in here. They've been changed actually. So we we actually bought new ones like two years ago, but it's had these shades across the front of this window. So this whole three foot like out on this picture window has been covered this entire time. Mm -hmm. So I freaking hate it. And it drove me nuts because now that we have recliners, I don't have my little stand. She does on her side. Right. So I started stacking crap in the window and you could see it on the outside. And she's like, this is not happening. And I was like, looks like it's already happening. So let's figure <laughs> it out. So I measured up the windows and I had blinds put in there. I put them in. Well, she's amazed. Like, I can't believe you can do this. It's like, it's blinds. It's a measuring tape and a drill. Like, it's not I, a big deal. I can't do stuff like that. So anyways, she's talking to Cherry. She tells everybody about this stuff whenever they come in the house. 
she's talking to Charity, and she says, doesn't it make the room look bigger? And Charity's like, oh, my God, it does. It, like looks, it looks huge. It looks way bigger, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to start hanging these blinds around my waist if that's all it takes. <laughs> and then you know, I, I started laughing. Two-year-old us, this is what <laughs> happens, guys. We're 12-year-old boys. <laughs> I found that really funny. Anyways, I did, too. This is from our crime creep, Melissa. What's up, Melissa? So this was from the articles from usatoday.com. And it was published January 10th, 2023. It says, 12-year-old girl fatally stabs nine-year-old brother as parents slept in Oklahoma home, police Ooh. say. Police in Oklahoma are investigating after they say a 12-year-old girl fatally stabbed her nine-year-old brother inside their home. The stabbing took place late Thursday at a home in the St. Thomas Square neighborhood in downtown Tulsa, law enforcement reported Friday. Officers learned the children's parents were... Um, parents. The children's parent, sorry, was upstairs asleep when the 12-year-old daughter woke the parent up and said that she had stabbed her nine-year-old brother. Oh, my gosh. The first thing that's in your head is like, oh, no, no, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. It's not, you're not expecting that to be real. When officers, officers arrived at the home, they found firefighters already performing CPR to the boy, according to a statement released by police. Oh, my goodness. Par paramedics rushed the boy to a hospital where he underwent surgery but died early Saturday. The release continues. Police said detectives took the girl into custody and transported her to a juvenile justice detention center. The slaying marked the city's second homicide of 2023. Police Chief Wendell Franklin tweeted Friday. That is really sad. A motive in the slaying was not immediately known. Intent is going to be a key component that the court systems will have to work on. That's really sad. All right. So now you have a family where one child is stabbed and killed another child. This is interesting. Now this family is going to ultimately probably yes. end up losing both kids. This is really interesting. Oklahoma law states that anyone age 13 or older char charged with first degree murder is prosecuted as an adult. How old is she again? 12. She just missed it. So maybe good? I mean, if if she can be, hopefully she can be rehabilitated because she's so young. If I mean, who knows what the, we don't know the circumstances. We don't, yeah, I was going to say, we don't know and, why this happened. And clearly happened she knew it was wrong if she woke up the parent, right? Correct. Um, I mean, obviously she shouldn't have done it at all. Very sad. And to your point, you're right. Like, that now now that's two children in the same home that. Maybe I've changed really since I became a Pepe. By the way, my grandson is amazing. I FaceTime with them all the time. Like, I love it, but maybe it's made me a little bit of a softie. It could. Maybe. Because I just, I feel this now. Because imagine this family. Now, they have to go through the shock of laying one of their children to rest. And now they have to go through watching one of their other children work their way through the law field. Basically seeing what happens to them now in the eyes of the court. Right. It's horrible. It really is. I agree. So, Mark. Yes, Charity. I need you and I both, but me more so, needs to correct something that I um, messed up. Oh, boy. So our crime creep, Shannon Craps, who we loved the last name. Yep. Um, is indeed a man. Oh, no. And I messed it up. And um, he is a very tall man, very manly man. <laughs> and I said, because I just assumed what you shouldn't do, because what do you do when you assume? Make an ass out of you and me. And that is exactly what I did. And so I apologize to Shannon 
Craps. Still love your last name. Still love the last name. Still love I it. love it more now. So he actually sent me a couple um, of, of things. First off, this is a sad story all around. Um, and this was taphaps.com. And it says, masked teen attempts to rob 67-year-old man in woods and pays the ultimate price. When a teen saw a 67-year-old man walking alone in the woods, he likely thought he had found an easy target. After donning a mask, he attempted to rob the stranger. Unfortunately for him, like we said, he paid the bitter price. Uh, a case out of Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, involving an unnamed 67-year-old robbery victim and 18-year-old Tyler Williams of West Philadelphia received national attention after the teen made a fatal mistake. After spotting the 67-year-old man walking a path in the woods at Cobbs Creek Park, Williams decided to confront him and demand cash, ABC6 reported. Williams had armed himself with a gun. There was one big problem. The teen had set out to make his intent victim believe his life was in danger, but the gun was actually a toy. <sighs> Unfortunately for Williams, he succeeded in making the 67-year-old man believe his life was legitimately threatened. After the masked assailant approached the older Pennsylvanian, Pennsylvania man in broad daylight on the faithful Wednesday and pointed what later turned out to be a pellet gun in the man's face, a brief physical altercation ensued. The intended, intended victim grabbed the gunman's firearm, deflected it away from his head as he simultaneously pulled out his own thirty-eight caliber handgun. Take note, people, because that's exactly what would happen if you yes. put me in that situation. Fearing for his life, the man shot Tyler Williams in the head, dropping him to the ground. The 67-year-old then exited the woods and called the police, who arrived to realize the gun Williams had used attempted robbery was fake. So here's a couple different aspects of this. That poor 67-year-old man... Has to live with this the rest of his life. Because of what this teenager did, now has to live with the fact he took a young man's life. In, thinking his life was in... Pure it, danger. It was. It's so sad on so many levels. I just, and now families without their son, you know, it's just, it's so sad and senseless. I, I don't, I, I really, 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 really can't stand stuff like that. This stuff makes me super angry. Angry, yeah. This is no different than if you remember back, do you remember the bank shootings in North Hollywood in the 90s? Yes. May have been the early 2000s. I think it was the late 90s, though. Those parents of those two douchebags sued the city. Oh, oh for wait. Excessive oh, force. this is a lead in for my next one. Oh, my God. You're so smart. How did you know? Hey, guys, write that down at exactly this, oh, this time period. And she just said I was so smart. Right. Just for right the second, guys. Yeah. OK, so this was also from Shannon. This is the lead in head. Headline. Ready? Yep. Man charged with murdering murdering female cop files $1.1 million lawsuit. How? That's so coincidental that you just said that. This is how broken our system yeah. is. Yeah. So after a career criminal was approached by a Virginia police officer, the suspect tried to speed away in his car, dragging the officer to her death in the process. Then the alleged killer took one last swipe at her mem memory with a major lawsuit. After receiving a call about alleged drug activity, Newport News police officer Katie Thine, 24, she was only 24, and her partner responded to the scene. The pair first removed the passenger from a suspicious vehicle in order to focus their attention on the driver, who was identified as Vernon Green. Officers, officer Thine was standing inside the open driver's door when Green unexpectedly stomped on the accelerator. Unable to break away in time, Thine was caught in the door and dragged 
for approximately one block before Green slammed the car into a tree, pinning the officer's body. Oh, my God, that is so sad. That is so sad. Green fled the scene on foot but was soon captured. Officer Thine was rushed to Centera Norfolk General Hospital but unfortunately passed away due to her injuries. Green was charged with felony murder as well as federal drug and gun charges, WTKR reported. However, he wasn't willing to take the blame. In fact, he pointed the finger at his deceased victim. He then filed a $1.1 million lawsuit claiming that Officer Katie Thine used excessive force against him. The lawsuit maintains that Chief Drew is legally responsible for the alleged abuse because he didn't ensure that Thine was properly trained. So now he's blaming the heads up, too. Of yeah. course. He Green claimed the officer Thine that Officer Thine never activated her emergency lights when she stopped him and failed to identify herself when she approached his vehicle. He alleged that he only drove off because she refused to give him a reason for stopping him. I really, 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 really hope that the cam that they have, the officer's cam, Body cam. will show that she was not at fault because there was no need for him. I'm gonna to tell do you that. right now she wasn't at fault. Yeah, I, I can just I, tell you that right I now. I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I do have a palate cleanser that we could end this episode on. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, no. Then I after that, I have just a couple, two little creep speaks, too. Okay. I have a, a palate cleanser about another female cop. Oh. So if you have been underneath a rock for the last maybe three weeks, you are unaware of Tennessee cop Megan Hall. And let me tell you, you are unaware of some good stuff. But I guess she had naughty little officer. I, I know this one. So here's something courtesy of the Daily Mail that I'm super excited because this is a new little tidbit. And I'm just going to read you their article and give the credit right here to Ben Ashford, uh, Ashford from the Daily Mail because he did such a great job at this article. But I'm just going to read it because <laughs> it needs makes the credit. my day. He does. <laughs> the bed hopping Tennessee cop fired for having sex with six of her police colleagues was threatened with termination just months earlier. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before you continue reading. Six yeah, baby. colleagues. Yep. Were the Some colleagues them, in trouble too? Multiple of them have been fired. Oh, and they were snap. all they were all married. <gasps> keep going, keep going. Wait till you see the picture of the, the canine guy. Like I he reminds me of the guy. Do you remember that big black dude that was in a as a meme? He was sitting on the bed yes. with the gigantic uh, arm? Yes. 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 You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. That looks like this. Nice. So the bed-hopping Tennessee cop <laughs> fired for having sex with six of her police colleagues was threatened with termination just months earlier for repeatedly crashing her patrol car. Oh, my God. Megan Hall was booted off the Laverne PD last month when an internal probe revealed that she had performed oral sex while on duty whipped off her bikini top at a Girls Gone Wild hot tub party and pestered another officer for a three-way with his wife. She is a naughty girl. Straight up my alley. (laughs) I'm kind of liking this girl. (laughs) And in case you missed the charity, she is also married. Oh, no. The first of Hall's three fender benders came in November of 2021. (laughs) This article is amazing. Nine months after she signed up, according to documents obtained through a Freedom Information Act. She was responding to a reported threat with a weapon, the report states. While responding, she traveled on Floyd Mayfield and crossed over the dip at the Sandy Hill at a high rate of speed. She failed to slow down going through the intersection, 
This resulted into functional damage of her patrol car of $1,000. What if she damaged the back end, if you know what I mean? <laughs> Hall, who told Daily Mail last week she is focused on moving on with her life and was in hot water again the following year when she slammed into another vehicle, earning herself a day's suspension. Oh, my goodness. She states, and this drives me nuts, Sherry. We talk about this all the time. She states she was attempting to merge at the last minute due to her lane ending. Listen up, Biatch. We all knew the lane was ending five miles ago. That's why we're all in the right lane. Just because you have blue lights on top of you, your car and you orally satisfy every other officer on the police department does not mean that you can do. Imagine you're the one guy on that police department that she wouldn't have sex with. I know. That would be me. She took. She like, took. That would be horrible. She took the phrase civil service. A really, little too far. A little too far, yeah. So anyways, Hall states that. Through the driver of the vehicle in front of her had already merged and accelerated onwards. These actions caused a collision between the vehicles. Initial repairs for both vehicles are between three and four thousand dollars. Wow. Hall's pay was bumped from thirty nine thousand six hundred and twenty four dollars a year to fifty three thousand sixty nine dollars in the summer of twenty twenty two. Man, it is not pay to be a cop. No. Holy crap. But after a third crash on October 21st, the most serious of the three, she was suspended for four days. This time, she was leaving her police station to respond to an assault when she pulled out across several lanes of traffic straight into the path of a van. Both vehicles ended in the center median with substantial damage to the van and Officer Hall's patrol vehicle. Officer Hall was injured in the crash, taken to Stonecrest Medical Center, the report states. I wonder if all these guys showed up and be like, oh, I'm just a friend. Oh, seriously? Um, we uh, we know each other. Well, like, how did work. they find out that they just interviewed everyone I wanted to say in the article? It was going, what happens when a girl at your work starts sleeping with everybody? Well, they everyone talks. Then it gets talked yeah. about, like, come on now. And finally the fi- higher-ups find out and then you yes. get Oh, no, some of the higher-ups were involved. You Ooh, need to do some, you need to do they some were, reading. They were, they Hall, were higher up. All right. Yes. Hall was handed a final warning and threatened with termination if she had another, quote-unquote, preventable smash within a year. She did. She had plenty of smashes, just not with a car. <laughs> but her colorful two-year police career was over several months later after the whistleblower came forward to report that a female cop was having intimate relations with male colleagues at boozy parties, hotels, and even on police property. I wonder who the whistleblower was. The guy she probably wouldn't hook up with, or it one of these guys' was. wives. He probably right. She's also married, and he's the butt of a bunch of these jokes. And I feel horrible for her. Husband. I know any anyone. That's just not nice. So an internal investigation determined that Hall had performed oral sex on Sergeant Lewis Powell, Powell and Detective Seneca Shields while on duty and had flings with patrol officer Juan Lugo and most likely also Sergeant Ty McGowan. Sergeant. All of whom who were fired. Wow. She also had flings with patrol officer Patrick Maglicchio and canine officer Larry Holiday, who were given suspension without pay, along with patrol officer Gavin Scholberg, who traded naked pictures with Hall, according to a report. Oh, nakies. You never do that, guys. Dailymail.com can reveal several of these men had their own disciplinary issues, most notably McGowan, a veteran officer who was flagged previously for insubordination and unsatisfactory quality work. Oh, my. Man, so if you don't know who this was, 
You need to look her up online. These pictures are everywhere. Here's my question, though. How a so, couple of those officers were just suspended without pay. They weren't fired. Yeah. So they get to come back? Yes. I'm, just, I'm guessing they do. I wonder why they just got the slap on the hand in the they other are ones. They're there to serve and protect. Well, they they served. Or she served them. I don't know. So the new thing that I like to do is every time one of these memes pop up, I show Kristen because she has no clue who this lady was for like a week. My favorite one of these memes is a picture of a car that says I-E-A-S-S. <laughs> and then it shows her in a window. It says, I think you know why I pulled you over. <laughs> oh, my God. There's got to be tons of them. And then there's another meme that just shows the top of her forehead. And it says, you know who it is. Don't Stop deny it. And you that. do. That is I so showed it to Kristen, and I'm like, who is this? She's like, it's that annoying cop lady who sleeps oh, with everybody. You're annoying me with it. She's never going to be able to like let this down. This it, is like, it made national news. This is, most things have a shelf life. Right. And they end up going away. Right. This has got staying power. This has made a ton of news, and it's just not going to stop. He Mark sent me the article right away. and was, Did I kick you? I think you did. Did I play footsies with you by accident? You may have. What? Well, we were supposed to be pounding it out. Yeah, we're in here. Yeah, people don't know. That's what Charity says to my my lovely girl every time we go in. She's like, me and Mark are gonna go in there and pound it out. She's like, okay, have fun. Have fun. All right. So I'm done with my funniness. So you can. So to end the episode, I have a couple of more little kind of more lighthearted funny things. Okay. So the first one is from Emily Hamill. Hello, What's up, Emily. Emily. And she said, I kind of have a funny story from today. And she said, so I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the show South Park, which I am. I, I know a, little, a bit. little bit. In one of the episodes, someone wants it, wants a quote unquote appendage. So they grow it on a mouse like other organs, kind of. Anyway, the mouse escapes and everyone freaks out. And she, she included the video. So the appendage they're talking about is, you know, the peep. Okay? Really? So she went on to say, I, I like it. Can you imagine seeing that mouse running around? Right. Well, listen, she goes, I saw the hairless mice we have for the first time. And my first thought was, eek, a penis. Oh, gross. <laughs> That's probably what they look like. Right? Well, you continue on with those little penis mice and let us know how they, uh, how, how they, how, how they fare, you. how they treat you. <laughs> and it. then um, Joellen sent us a quite the funny Creep speak. I love Joellen. Or sent me because um, Mark doesn't, you know. I do, though. I respond to people all the time. Right. But still. Ready? She's Right now, she's digging through her phone, and she's waiting for me to throw her a lifeline by talking. Hold on. So I'm not. I got it right here. Right I'm like, you want to make fun of me, I'm going to let you hang out there on the end of the uh, cliff by yourself. Don't that's not that's not being a good co-host. Do you see what he does to me, guys? I and mean, then when he needs to stop, he has the little buttons so he can just stop himself whenever over there. I can also mute her microphone. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I need, like I said, I need one of those long pointers. Okay, this is the creep speak. Okay, you just Here need we go. to get blind for it so it, it looks longer. <laughs> Continue <Blinds>. on. <laughs> she says, "Hi, Charity. So I have another quote-unquote adventure in animal rescue for you. This one just happened last week." I, you can't make these things up. I'm just going to preface that before I go on. Okay. A lady came in to possibly adopt a dog. She was probably in her 50s or early 60s, dressed in perfect clothes and had her makeup done to the nines. All of our animals are spayed slash neutered before they're adopted. But as you probably know about male dogs, they will sometimes still show their wee-wee. Red even, Rocket, we called it growing yep, up. Yep, that's, yep, exactly. Even when they are neutered. 
So one of the dogs she looked at was an older, sweet Chihuahua mix. Good boy. The lady was petting him, and he rolls over on his back for belly rubs. Oh, boy. In his relaxed state, his little winky popped out. The lady pulled her hand back in disgust and says to the volunteer, quote, I thought he was neutered. So the volunteer came to me for help since she didn't know what to say. So I go into the room and talk to the weird lady and try to assure her that the dog was indeed neutered and that was something male dogs will do sometimes. She kept saying, quote, well, if he was neutered, he would not be aroused. I explained that neutering is like a vasectomy in humans. He would still have the, quote, equipment, but wouldn't be able to procreate. And I told her we give all vet records to the adopter and the records would include the info about neutering. But psycho uptight lady wouldn't hear of it. She insisted that the dog couldn't be neutered since he had nerve to show his little winky. She, she did said, he have any balls, lady? Did she have she, any? Did, he, did the dog have balls? She said she was going to report us to the state for lying about our adopted animals and, and left without adopting a dog. And that is the most I've ever talked to someone about a dog's penis. And she did the little emoji with the like woman's hand across her eyes. All right. I have two things on this. <sighs> I, I can completely affirm. That once you have a vasectomy, everything still works uh, A-OK. So that part is true. Yep. Also, she was rubbing the dog's belly. Did she maybe go down a little further and accidentally give it HD a the dog a little tug-tug? <laughs> like, give no. me a break, lady. The other one's all <laughs> self-conscious about it. All right. Reminder, before we let go, guys, if I will be in Daytona Beach, Florida, uh, February 13th on for the entire week. If you're down that way or you're at the track or in that general vicinity, you want to Hang out, shoot me a message, buy a beer, we'll go out and have some fun, show me around Daytona. I always like to let people know when I'm heading out of the area. So hit me up. I, 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 I will actually respond and take you out for a beer. Have fun, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya.